It is a pre-Easter Loftus party. We're gonna party in, in, in the style of a Loftus. We're gonna party in the style of a drag, of a, not a dragon, but of a flying tiger, fire, dragon, uh, dragon adjacent. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it's fun. And it's funny, I may, I may continue for a little while longer. Holy smoke, huge week, big, big week. We got, uh, we got Mitt Romney sounding off. We got uh, Eric Swalwell being a complete and total dork. We got uh, illiteracy rates through, uh, across the country just through the roof. P- people are democratic policies. The, the federal government being in charge of our education system is not a good idea. It's an epic fail. Uh, we got Easter news. Notre Dame, Notre Dame. We got Big Billy Barr sounding off on uh, what's going on with the Mueller report. We got pop culture news. We got Game of Thrones updates. We got the rise of Skywalker. My God, what do you people want? What do you people need? We've got uh, on on uh, come in uh, via via Skype. We don't know from what location she's uh, reporting from. We got the gypsy in full effect doing her gypsified political infotainment. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Love it, love it, love it. Let's start. Let us commence with uh, with Billy Barr. What we thinks this? What we thinks this? <laughs> what we think this means? I know what I think it means. Uh, and and. Whatever it, it's, uh, we're so far. It, it's wild. It's like I find myself having to step back and look at the 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 big picture of this whole thing because we're we're I, I think we're we're quickly losing sight. Everybody's so for uh, uh, focused on fighting over the the type of bark on each individual tree. Uh, people forget to ask the question: How do we even get in this forest? Why are we in this forest? Let's get out of here. Uh, there's there's no charges brought. I did a, a video on YouTube about this. And this is great. This is one of those things where um, we talked about this on, on a podcast a long, long time ago. And you brought it to, to my attention. This is what – seriously, this is what I love about the show. You brought it to my attention that uh, Diane Feinstein had a uh, Chinese spy – in her employment for, for 20 years, mm-hmm. for 20 years. Yeah. And I think it's outrageous. And, and you guys, uh, the Washington post did a big article about it. If you listen to this podcast, you knew about it. H- however, the, the, the enormity of the double standard at play here, like it, it, it's, it's, it's outrageous. I can't like, when I start to think about it, when I start to talk about it, I get, I get, I, I really, I get, I get upset. This is why people, uh, run around with their fists in the air and and, and going crazy. But just a, a quick update. Uh, <laughs> like here we are. Uh, the, the 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 Mueller report is in. They're mm-hmm. done. They spent a lot of money. They had unlimited resources. They had all these lawyers, all these agents. They investigated everybody. They caught people in perjury traps. They got process crimes out the wazoo. They did it. They did it. They 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 had. They're like no charges need to be brought. Okay, the president isn't a Russian operative. There was uh, no no collusion. So, good Lord in heaven, if if you think that might have been, uh, do you think Mueller would would have been shy 
about saying, hey, we got to charge these people, got to throw them in jail. He, he showed oh, that no. he was not shy about throwing people in jail at all. So with that being said, like uh, supposedly all this crap started with George Papadopoulos and Carter Page and blah, blah, blah. And Russian uh, Russian people came to them and, and made offers and blah, blah, blah. So the FBI did nothing. The CIA did nothing. Our government did nothing. But they let's stand back and see how this plays out. Let's see who we can trap in this web. Let's keep this going. They encouraged that behavior. Now, when the FBI knew, here I go, I'm going total Rush Limbaugh here. When the FBI knew uh, Dianne Feinstein had, had, an, had a Chinese spy in her employment for 20 years, and she was the head of the, cell, the Senate Intelligence Committee, they just, they just called her up. And they go, hey, you got a, you got a Chinese spy. And, and like they didn't arrest the guy. They didn't uh, question the dude. Her response was she fired him. I, I let him go. You guys, this isn't an in and out burger. This is a, like oh, the, the, the hypocrisy. It's just, it's, it's maddening. It's maddening. Gypsy, I know you have stuff you want to chime in with. Get, jump on in. I, I gotta, I gotta take a deep breath. I'm hyperventilating. Um, well, the media reaction is what we expected the media reaction to be. My favorite was probably Jonathan Carl, um, who said, well, there was no, nothing that met the legal bar of conspiracy, but there might have been collusion. Guys, you've been calling it collusion for two years because you knew nothing met the bar of conspiracy, so really let's not retread that, okay? Um, you know, I think most of us felt from the beginning that the whole Russian collusion thing was garbage because it's Donald Trump. Okay, his campaign couldn't collaborate with itself during the election. Like they it was like eight dudes. But I mean, they couldn't. They were like the gang that couldn't shoot straight. As far as the campaign organization, it was the loosest thing in the world. So I mean, the <laughs> idea that there was some big conspiracy going on on its face was rather ridiculous, in my humble opinion. Um, and and just just very quickly, just very quickly to that point. Like, I still don't know. Okay, so so the Trump campaign, uh, it's it's like a loosey-goosey, fly by the seat of your pants, no one so – so what – how could the – how could they have helped them? Like, what were they offering? What was the deal? What was the interference? I still don't know. I, I don't – well, the, the thing was supposedly people knew things they wouldn't have known unless they were in cahoots with WikiLeaks, but none of that panned out. And WikiLeaks was in cahoots with the Russian government. I mean, that that just is what it is. Um, but here's the I thing don't believe that, that at all. At well, all. Oh, I do. I can't wait I mean, for Assange's, Julian Assange. Assange's former, former – talk. I can't wait. Assange is employed. I can't remember the name. The German. Uh, his name. Wittenhoven Schlagen. Yes, a, a German. A German person who was working at WikiLeaks, um, basically, came out and said it. Like, we thought we were doing something wonderful and putting information out there in the public interest. Turns out, that's not what we were doing. We were an agent of, you know, the Russian government. So, um, I, I Who don't, said this? it's a German guy that works for worked for him and ended up quitting. They like had a big screaming fit before he went, yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. Hmm. 
Anyway, hmm. I'll look at it. First, up. I've heard of it. I'm gonna. I'm, uh, I will with. I will. I will withhold judgment because I, I am. It. I am but, ignorant um, of the facts. Yeah. No. I. I've never. Was I entertained by the drop of the DNC? Sure, I was. I've never been an Assange fan, ever. Yeah, the stuff wasn't wrong, and it was interesting and very. Um, it, it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Well, it just reinforced everything we ever knew about the DNC. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I seriously, I didn't know about the uh, the the crazy. Let's drink fake blood out of the fake coffin with the fake dead dude in it, like that. Seriously, like I, I, even even if you're like, uh, oh, I'm just into modern art and I'm just into performance art and stuff. Like, really. You're gonna go to a dinner party with Lady Gaga and and drink fake dead blood out of a out of a coffin with a fake dead dude in it? Like that's like something's wrong with John Podesta. Something's wrong with with anybody who's into that. Like I, I, I hate to to cast those kinds of dispersions on somebody. I would say it to a friend. Like what are you gonna do this Saturday night? Oh my goodness, I'm gonna go to a dinner party, uh, and we're all gonna wear. Uh, we're all going to get really dressed up and then we're going to go and, and look at some fake dead people. But the, the thing is, you got to really like believe they're dead, you know, and like really get into it. And then we drink uh, the blood out of the coffin. OK, have a good Saturday. I'm never talking to you again. Like you're not invited to my barbecue if that's right. But that's one of the things from WikiLeaks. But that I don't I, listen. I'm, I'm not uh, I don't want to get into spirit cooking and all that craziness. But that's like I. I Oh my gosh, the things that Podesta and Hillary Clinton, they were talking about the Catholic Church uh, and, and how to sway people's minds and the, the whole behind the scenes. And uh, it was, I'm, 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 I was thrilled with WikiLeaks. I was thrilled with WikiLeaks for doing that. I interrupted so horribly. I apologize. Oh, that's fine. Um, here's my issue with the whole thing that nobody on the right or the left seems to talk about. So, some people in the Trump campaign might have talked to some people who were Russian or Russian adjacent. Okay. Hillary Clinton's campaign hired an opposition research group who hired a guy who did nothing but talk to Russians for the purpose of getting opposition research. Yeah. The only interactions that, the only actual meeting as I understand it from what I've read of the report so far, was that Natalia Vasov, the Trump Tower meeting, begins with a V, I can't yeah. say her last name. Yeah, um, Supposedly they had some opposition research on Hillary Clinton. There's nothing wrong with the Trump campaign getting that opposition research any more than there was anything wrong with Hillary Clinton, you know, in the Clinton campaign hiring Christopher Steele. You can collect yeah. opposition research from anyone. Is Dig the it. Point. And then what who was who was uh what was the name of the the company that was doing the research? Fusion the company GPS. that they hired Fusion GPS. So, uh just for the that Vilasava Chavachivish girl from the the Trump Trump Tower meeting that we're also upset about. Uh she got a special dispensation to get back in the country. Uh, through the Department of Justice, and, and, and that was on Her- Eric Holder's watch. She gets off the plane, and she goes directly to Fusion GPS mm-hmm. uh, uh, for for lunch, maybe to have tea. Who knows? Let's assume the, the best. Maybe they were crocheting uh, G-strings. 
Then uh, they set up the Trump Tower meeting after she gets there and they talk about adoption and there is no uh, dirt on the Clintons. Then she goes back uh, to Fusion GPS and then she goes back again the next day to Fusion GPS. So uh, I think I smell a setup. I think I, I smell also, a I setup. I have to go back and verify this, but I'm 95% sure I read something to the effect of Fusion GPS um, was actually doing work for that woman based on the Majinsky Act, so it was actually doing lobbying. So sure, sure. There That's, was, there was that... definitely a relationship there, but the fundamental thing is, why is it not at all problematic for Hillary Clinton's campaign to engage someone, pay them to talk to people in Russia. But the Trump campaign, when people from Russia approached them and said, we have some information on your, on your, you know, on your competition, why members of that campaign staff could not talk to the people who said they had the information. I just, I don't get what the fundamental difference between those two processes are. Like, why was this so terrible? Exactly. To begin with? And that, <laughs> and that's dig it, dig it. And that's when you start to get into the, uh, you know, we're defending our democracy, we're, we're defending our public. And if this, if this did happen, if this meeting did happen, uh, regardless of what about ism, if this meeting did happen, da, 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 and then you're arguing about the, you know, what kind of bark is on a certain kind of tree in a forest you, you shouldn't even be in. And, right. This is, well, this is and, my and, gut reaction. It's like this whole, uh, you know, prove a negative thing. Well, prove to me, hey, Donald Trump, hey, Trump administration, prove to me you're not spies. Prove to me you weren't. Pro prove to me uh, that, that you weren't this and that. And, and I, th I think that has been proven. And now they're going to continue to drag it out because they want to keep – you, you got to prove you're not. You got to prove you're not. It's the same thing they did – uh, it, it's the it's the latest tactic. The, the same thing they did with uh, the Supreme Court dude. Prove to me you're not. Prove to me you're not. Well, and it's why they love to call the right racist. Prove to me you're not. Prove to me you're not. And I I am legitimately toying around with this idea. Uh, however, I don't want to get sued for libel or anything. But but as a, a somewhat comedic notion, I want I want uh, Diane Feinstein uh, to to prove to me she's not a Chinese spy. She needs to prove that to me. She, seriously, she had a Chinese spy in her employee uh, for twenty years. Well, and her husband has made like what did she know? Of dollars in China through business deals. With, yeah, with the Chinese. So I, yeah, give me a I, break. I, I legit. I want to know that that I want to know if she was a Chinese spy or not, and if she still is working for the Chinese government, and what kind of secrets that she shared with them, and then who else has she been talking to in, in the Senate? I think this could affect uh, everyone. This can, could affect the Senate. It could affect Congress. Uh, Adam Schiff probably needs to account for his whereabouts. I have him on tape. I have him on tape talking to a Russian radio station with 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 these uh, Russian DJs saying they had secrets on Donald Trump and he was more than willing to take that call. Who else has he talked to? Who else has he talked to and made deals with behind our back? Mr. Schiff, you have to prove to me. You have to prove to me you are not a Russian asset. Isn't this a, a, a great thing? And, and Eric Swalwell, you need to prove you're not a Russian spy. 
You are, uh, I want to know where you have been. You need to uh, account for your whereabouts. I need all your phone records. Who have you been talking to? Where do you get your money? Where, how do where do you, uh, like, like, seriously, we can do this all day long. Oh, I don't disagree. You know, the overarching things that came out of it for me is number one, the language used in the report is dishonest overall in my, in my estimation. Um, just the, the, the absolute certainty with which it states that Vladimir Putin wanted Donald Trump to win and they did things during the election to affect that outcome is just garbage. The intelligence agencies don't even say that. The intelligence agencies have said repeatedly that the goal was to sow division, which they did a pretty good job at. I mean, you got to kind of give them a round of applause, you know? Um, uh, yeah. So, like, that sentence literally just ticked me off. Um you know, the language they used at the end around around obstruction of justice, first of all, I mean, there's so many things there that run smack into the First Amendment. I didn't realize that presidents lose their First Amendment rights when they when they take their oath of office. Um, you know, that it's just it's insane. Um, you know, they actually used the legal theory that says a, a, a sitting president can be indicted for doing what he's allowed to do legally, like firing James Comey. I mean, like, literally, if you took that definition, you know, your cat could be indicted for obstruction of justice. Um, so That's why that I don't have a cat anymore. Thing. And then, <laughs> you know, I, the other thing I just struggle with, so you look at the people who've kind of been ruined over this, I mean, Devin Nunes has been painted as an extremist nutbag, right? He's literally yeah. on TV the other day saying, guys, what nobody seems to remember is in the last IG report, we have the text from Peter Strzok to Lisa Page that says, oh, on this Russia thing, there's no there there. They knew yeah. before Mueller yeah. was ever even on board. So how do you obstruct an investigation into something that – the FBI already knew wasn't there. Yeah, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Mueller uh, the benefit of the doubt. I, I seriously am, because there's a there's your my knee jerk reaction is if if as soon as Mueller knows uh, there's nothing there, he should have just come out with the report. Absolutely. There's nothing. Listen, there, there's nothing here. Uh, there there's no. Uh, there's so the the cynic in me says, oh, he wants to play it out and get the most mileage out of this. But let's let's just let's just be insane optimists and say he wanted to make quadruple sure there was nothing. Nope. And that's why it took so long. So uh, Democrats need to sit down. Uh, if Bill Adam Schiff needs to sit down. If Bill Barr had not been confirmed, that investigation would be ongoing. <laughs> it's uh, I told and that's you that's the other thing that confirmed bar. If once that man is in the chair, the Mueller investigation will be over. Did you? Huh? Sure, you did because you're up on all this stuff. I, I'm saying, did you see? And I'm sure you did because you're up on all this stuff. The look on Rod Rosenstein's face oh. when uh, when Bill Barr was doing his little uh, press conference. Dude, people thought he was a cardboard cutout. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. No, and 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 here's the wild thing. I was watching. uh, I was watching uh, some program on Fox, 
maybe it was Martha McCallum, whatever. She had Ken Starr on there from the, you know, the mm-hmm. Clinton investigation dude. And Ken Starr, that was like Ken. That was the thing that Ken Starr liked the most. He goes, "It's such justice. It's such uh, wonderful symbolism. It's just so fa-. like Ken Starr just thought it was delicious." <laughs> That Rod Rosenstein oh, really? had to stand up there. Oh, yeah. He goes, this is the best. This is to have Bill Barr's given this, and Rod Rosenstein's got to stand there right next to him. That it, To him, that was like the ultimate symbolism of the most fantastic thing. It's like he was in Disneyland. It was the best. Really? Because I had somebody like posit to me that that was Rosenstein's rehabilitation. I'm like, no, it's not. Like they were going yeah. to rehab Rob, Rod Rosenstein's, you know, reputation or whatever i'm like no it's not i said rod rosenstein was maintained for one reason and one reason only and that is so that he could sign off on anything bill barr did because he was the one that called mueller in in the first place yeah that is the only reason fantastic symbolism hey buddy Mm -hmm. you were behind this from jump street you were on board from day one so now it's the end you're gonna stand here too and boy he looked like he looked like barney fife in front of a firing squad it was I fantastic. don't know who the guy on the left was with the beard oh I I, I, I don't know either I don't know who that I, was but I will tell you I was so highly entertained during that press conference especially once reporters opened their mouths because it was 100% clear at that point they don't know how any of this works Oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, there was that great oh, video clip going around the internet of the the girl going, "Isn't this unprecedented?" And then Bill Barr happened before. Uh, no, okay then. I believe unprecedented is the correct word. Like moving on. Just it my was other, like my other favorite was, was well, you know, um, it's been noted that Robert Mueller isn't here, and you know, this is his report. So can you tell us? You know why he's not here to talk to us as well? And Barr goes, no, this is my report. He worked for me. His work product is mine. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> no, in then, fact, it's not Mueller's it. how, how everybody's, report. How everybody's going, uh, yeah, Mueller can testify. Sure, bring him. Do it. Go. Go. Yeah, let him testify. It's wonderful. Well, like, the level of transparency is another thing, and forgive forgive the word, that is completely unprecedented. You know, the public didn't, we got some view into the independent counsel and whatever else, but they completely changed the law so that that was never supposed to happen again. And that was Democrats that did that after Clinton's impeachment. And now they're insisting on we we get to see everything. Okay, then why did you make this law? Oh, I see. That's only the case if it's a Democrat being investigated. Got it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's uh, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the worm uh, to turn on this. I'm ready to really start uh, asking who started this investigation. Why did they start investigating this whole thing that was a, a non-starter? And and who knew who knew and when? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going off the uh, the the Peter Strzok Lisa Page texts. There's a there's a you could make a very good cha- uh, case for it goes all the way to the White House, all the way to the White House. Well, OK, and, I mean, all the obstruction section did was say, yeah, Trump is Trump. We know he does these kinds of things. He does something. And then to avoid embarrassment, he does something else equally silly. And, 
you know, da-da-da-da-da. He was under investigation. He knew he hadn't done anything wrong. When that happens, he goes on the attack. He does it publicly. I mean, you can't... I, I, I just don't see how you take any of that, you know, out of frustration. He tells McGann, fire Mueller. McGann says, no, thank you. You can fire me first. You know, his staff yeah. did stop him from doing some really dumb stuff. Yeah. Or just, like, let him cool down to the fact to the place where he figured out it wasn't a good idea. Um, but there, I, how can you obstruct justice? I mean, they were literally saying that him calling pa- Paul Manafort a good man during his sentencing phase was obstruction of justice. Does everybody forget when Barack Obama said Trayvon, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon Martin. Do you think that could have impacted what was going on in that trial? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have and, uh, the bully pulpit, and yeah, your words do have effect, but you can't take away a president's First Amendment rights when something like that is going on. You can't. It's do ridiculous. It. It's ridiculous. And just when and when you think that uh, you know that the, the the scales were already tipped and everybody's all weighed in and uh, things can't get you know worse or more awkward or whatever, then Mitt Romney says, "Hold my beer." Mitt Romney, I oh my gosh! Somebody on on Twitter today was like, "I hereby uh, reclaim my vote from 2016 for Mitt That's Romney," <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, "I this guy, this guy, what like what is his malfunction? What is that guy's major malfunction?" I really try to, I, I really do uh, try to adhere to uh, Ronald Reagan's. Eleventh uh, Commandment, you know, thou shalt not make fun or you know whatever to your your fellow Republican. That's I'm paraphrasing, but there, like there is still what a, what what does it benefit Mitt Romney to do this stuff? There is still a contingent with within the Republican Party that believes, in my humble opinion, that believes in decorum above all else. So just because our opponents have no boundaries and they don't i mean you had april ryan on tv this morning saying that sarah sanders should be beheaded that's ridiculous yeah um yeah they have no boundaries um and republicans all have always thought if we could just be nicer be something that the media will like us and and will stop getting painted with this brush and that is never going to happen. It's not going to happen. And part of Trump's appeal to someone like me is that he does yeah. not apologize. He does not bend to the mob. He is honestly dishonest when he, man said on the campaign trail, I know all about politicians because when I was a businessman, I tried to bribe them. I mean, literally talked about trying to bribe politicians, <laughs> which is illegal. Yeah. He is honestly dishonest. It's already That's- baked into the cake. Already That's like when people cake. when people would go, uh, he's really a Democrat because he he donated to Hillary's campaign and he donated to Bill's campaign. I'm like that you're trying to do business in the city of New York. You're trying to do business in New York. You're going to donate to everybody. You're going to donate to everybody. And you he donated to Republicans too, but I mean he he was a registered Democrat, and I don't care. I don't think he's really a typical Republican. Um. He's certainly done things that I like, but 
who Donald Trump is hasn't changed. He's a guy in construction in New York City, which isn't a pretty yeah. business. And he kind of runs the White House the same way. Kind of predictable. <laughs> and and I dig it. And I dig it. I've said it before on the show, and, and you guys, you, you have to go back. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere with uh, Trump talking about the ice, the ice rink. The, Trump talking about having to uh, watch the, the state of New York just bumble and fumble and waste all this money and waste all this time and waste on this effort uh, to a, to an ice rink that was never going to work. It was never going to work right. And then finally he stepped in. He took over. It's like the best metaphor for uh, government trying to solve problems, simple problems, spending a lot of money, asking for more money, not getting the result they want, w wasting time, wasting effort when someone who actually knows how to build things can step in, get it done for pennies on the dollar. It, it's it's I, I you you've got to become familiar uh, with that story. It'll it'll change the way you, you think about politics. And in that vein. In that vein, you've got Bernie Sanders talking. Oh, you got Bernie Sanders going off today about when I'm in the White House, uh, education is going to be our, our top priority, and the t today's school children can't do this and they can't do that. And and once I get in there, I'm going to make everything better. And no, you're not. It, 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 it's crazy. When Candace Owens had her moment in, in front of Ted Lieu, I'm like, I just love the way, and this is, I really respect this. Uh, I, I like it about so many like pundits and, and people on TV. They just like are a Gatling gun of facts. They're just a Gatling gun of facts. And I've, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to be able just to, to drip off like in insane bombastic stats. So I, I, I looked it up. I'm like, I started doing research on the, uh, on the, the the performance of schools, and I didn't even I didn't even get to a, the national level. I got to like California schools, like and and the, the results are just are, are horrible. You guys, they're they're horrible. Uh, the eleventh graders in the state of California have to take this like proficiency test, for lack of a better word, uh, to see where they are with English and math skills and and everything. You know, because they got they got a year. California, the state of California wants to know where you are in the eleventh grade. Because they got a year to, to try to get you into shape so they can kick your butt out the door and not be uh, on the hook, I think, legally for make, you know not giving you an education. Of, of the 11th graders uh, in the uh, African-Americans, African-American 11th graders in California, it's like uh, only 26% could read at a grade level. That, that, is, a, that is a staggering – that is an – Epic failure. That is an epic failure. And how many years has the federal government been running these schools? How many? Oh, we're going to do this test and we're going to make sure this is that. And then, oh, we, you can't do this and you got to do that. It's an epic fail. Like how long are we going to let these policies keep going? And when a, and when a socialist comes in, I'm going to make it all better. I'm going to fix it. Oh, good Lord. No, There's just, just for that reason alone, don't elect the guy. Well, if you look at what has happened to the K through 12 public education system since the advent of the Department of Education, teacher hiring has remained flat, administrator hiring has gone through the roof because you have all these mandated programs and things that school districts are supposed to do which are completely outside the scope of education. Um mm -hmm. you know that it's absolutely ridiculous.
We don't put our resources in the classrooms where children are actually taught. We put it in administrators and high-paid district staff who don't produce any educational result, best I can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I certainly didn't have them growing up, and I'm, I'm willing to bet you more than a third of my friends could read, you know, at grade level when we graduated. Like, they, yeah. were, they were hitting Betsy DeVos a couple weeks ago um, for, you know, her Department of Education budget reducing literacy programs. When I was in school, reading in the classroom was my literacy program. <laughs> yeah. You know, when yeah, I got it's... to junior high, English Lit was my literacy program. We were taught to read in the classroom. We didn't need, I mean, there was might have been a resource teacher for kids who were dyslexic or had some learning disabilities, but like one person could help those kids. There, There is no way uh, to describe the, the policies that we've been going with and we're not on the right path. It's, it's an epic not fail. It's an epic fail across the board and and then now the state of california and the teachers union and everybody is like "Ooh, we got to put a freeze on charter schools we got to put a freeze no. on charter schools no exactly exactly right the the exact the exact wrong thing to do at exact the exact opposite. wrong time yeah I mean, they, uh, democrats hate school choice so bad i forget the name of the program but it's specific to to washington dc and it's a charter school program that has has been exceptionally, um, exceptionally well run and gotten exceptional results, and it it generally serves minority minority students. Every couple of years, when funding for this thing comes up, they try to kill it. it at the you know at our federal government because that's who largely runs you know DC in terms of funding a lot of stuff. Yeah. Every yeah. time they try to kill it. All these parents take to the streets and start screaming because the thing has been what like the one effective education program <laughs> that Washington D.C. has ever come up with, okay? <laughs> and they want to kill it it's because it's not the right kind. I mean, it's just they, insane. Yes, yes, uh, and 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 they're idiots. And let's let's keep the idiots uh, out out of office. Let's keep idiots. Uh, out like like Eric Swalwell. I tell you, this guy is uh, such a piece of work. He's just such a piece of work. I've seen him. I've seen him go toe to toe with Tucker Carlson. The guy doesn't blink. He's steadfast. It, it's it's really uh, it's really disturbing. It, it, it really is how he's he can he can spin. He can sidestep. He doesn't blink. So now he's he's running for president. And yeah, it's going nowhere. Uh, he's like, I, I'll talk, I want to debate the NRA. I want to somebody from the NRA. And and God, Dana Lash st- steps up. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be And he's like, oh, I want to talk to somebody from the NRA. And then next, uh, John Lott. I had the, the pleasure. I, I interviewed John Lott. He's this great statistician. He knows everything. He, he he literally writes the book about gun violence and the actual statistics. Uh, just an insanely smart guy. John Lott's like, I'll debate you. I'll do it. 
and and Swalwell's like, no, I, I want to debate the head of the NRA. <laughs> like, no, you're not. I can't stand this guy. I well, can't stand I, I, him. It, okay. I can't stand his wiener-lipped, non-blinking. I'm just going to go personal attacks now. I'm yeah, like, no, I'm, I used to like I try to shy away from personal attacks, point. but now I'm going to get way into it. First of all, no one has ever run for president on a gun control agenda, and no one ever will because it's a non-starter. Eric Swalwell, like much like Kirsten Gillibrand and um, Pete Buttigieg, right? They're running for something. They're running for yeah. president to run for something else. Do you know what I mean? They're 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 not Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg is never going to be elected governor in Indiana. Well, at least not in the next, you know, probably decade or so, because it's trended deep red. They're not going to elect a Democrat for governor or probably for another statewide office. So this is all he can do and hope that somebody appoints him to a job in an administration or picks him as a VP candidate. Yeah, well, that, I, I think it. he's going to have a very, I think he's going to have a very successful uh, presidential run. I think he's going to go out so far, and you're going to have there will be a huge contingent of uh, of. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have our first gay president? Wouldn't it be nice? Like, I don't care. I, I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you. But you it seems I mean, so nice, and it would be awesome. The whole gay thing. If you're a straight white gay male. You have lost all your intersectional intersectional worth at this point. They don't care anymore. They're done with you. Yeah. They just expect you to vote for them. But it's can, funny. Can and then just... just just for for this is just a, a little piece of trivia. I guess uh, Buchanan. I might be wrong, but I guess Buchanan was actually our our first uh, gay president. He had wasn't married, had a roommate, uh, and in this in the Senate and Congress, they called him as a couple. They called him like. Aunt Fancy, Aunt Fancy, and and Miss Nancy. That was like their, oh, they're great. like their nicknames, which I think is awesome. But that's what Buttigieg should do. He should bring back Aunt Nancy and 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 Miss Fancy. Yeah, but I mean, so first of all, I don't care who you sleep with. It's just it's not my business, right? Dig it, um, dig it. But second of all, can I just can I just say this? What is the state? of the Democratic Party when one of your freshest faces for leader of the free world is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, which has less than 100,000 people. Well, it's about ideas. That's what they'll say. It's about ideas. No, it's the not same about ideas. ideas. That, the same ideas that make South Bend uh, the, the the utopia armpit, that it is. Yeah, the armpit <laughs> of the Midwest. <laughs> Like if you look yeah. what's happened there, none of it's good. Stacy, if he if he didn't have such obstructionists in South Bend, he, oh it would be God. wonderful. If they didn't have these 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 horribly uh, racist MAGA people in South Bend, South it would be a paradise on earth. And these ideas, they they may just be small now, but if they're, we're going to plant the seed and we're going to grow them with with love, and and it's going to spread globally. It's going to spread globally and, and it'll talks, stop hate. It'll please talks, stop with he the hate. He talks in these very, very un, I don't need, unconfrontational terms about his extreme left positions. Yeah. So he sounds like a moderate, but if you actually listen to his words, he's not, he's, he's Bernie. 
Don't you want Trump to debate him, though? Don't you want that? No, I mean, I, I see there's so Bernie. many. Like, I think about this as like a WWE matchup. I think about it as like a uh, 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 a boxing match. And there's so many. Like, I I, I want Trump to go. I, I want to see Trump debate Bernie. I want to see him to debate Buttigieg. I want to see him debate Kamala. I want to, I, I want him to go up against all of them. All of them. But he's he's just, never going to do that. But you know who I know. Gonna we're only going to get against. one. We're only going to get one, and that I feel ripped off by it. You know who he is going to get to go up against if he so chooses to even have not acknowledge this particular little dumpster fire. Oh, what's this dude? The the Bill Weld, the former or, vice um, presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Like, Bill yeah. Crystal, are you insane? Bill, did you hit <laughs> your head? I My just God. I, I have been. He's like uh, he is less interesting than than John Kasich. It's you know if you know his dad uh, was Kasich, a mailman. I'm a gonna die. <laughs> it's it, it's fun to think about Bill Crystal. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> it, the. the <laughs> but like, did they you have, really just they have do no that? Clue. Like, so you, you're you're talking about a bunch of like died in the world. Well, ultra conservative people that are still clinging to this never Trump thing and are so, they're as upset as Democrats by the Mueller report, right? Yes. So you're talking largely very religious people, very social conservative, and you just gave them a pro-choice libertarian. It's uh, what, it's like did the, you not like... know who your audience is? <laughs> they have. No clue. Oh they God, have oh no clue. It, it's 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 like the movie Gladiator, right? And like uh, Russell Crowe is is like Donald Trump, and then and then you got Bill Crystal, like behold my champion, and like out stumbles this loser. <laughs> and he's just gonna get his ass handed to him. Like it's it's a it's a waste of time. Actually, it doesn't even I have a high entertainment I know several of these value. people. I know what? several. I know several of these people who are these, you know, just died in the wall, never Trumpers, because he's so boorish and ridiculous sometimes, and they haven't learned to laugh at some of the things that he does because they just don't laugh very much. Um, these people this is, are this never is... going to vote for Bill Weld. It's like I don't understand how you how you just diss your audience like that. It's it's really funny but with with the never trumpers and the democrats, it's the same thing that they would do with like with like George W. They're they're He's this he's this evil genius. He's this evil genius who was able to trick everyone. He's this evil genius who was able to trick everyone. They'd say that about the war in Iraq and they say it about Donald Trump and collusion with the Russians. He's this he's this devious mastermind that was able to outwit everyone. And then in the uh, in the next breath, they'll go, what an idiot. What a moron. What a rube. <laughs> it's like, no, it you, you have to pick. He's he's either he's either one of the three stooges or he's brainiac. Okay, you you have to pick. <sighs> it's outrageous. Meanwhile, the rest of the world uh, spins not on, and it's it's weird the things that like 
uh, stick in my craw. It's the weird things that they get my uh, panties in a twist. And the most recent one uh, is this whole uh, Kate Smith, we're not going to pl- play her rendition of God Bless America or God Save America, whatever the heck the song, God Bless America. Right. Like, they do that at the Yankee Yankees game, seventh inning stretch. So they've gone back, somebody with way too much time on their hands, and they, they found uh, a recording of Kate Smith uh, singing a song uh, on Broadway from 38 uh, and she uses the word darkies in it. That's why maybe the, I could be wrong here. I guess the title of the song is that's why, that's why the, that's why God made darkies or whatever. The, the stage show by today's standards was satire. But no, like, listen, people need to know this. This, this was not a, a, a dramatic show. This was not like, this was a tongue in satirical she the song is like the, the the scope of the play is we're making fun of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry that she uttered the the word darky, but it's 1938. And this whole thing about judging artists uh, from from any previous era by today's standards is just ridiculous. And we have to stop. We have to stop. Yeah, they're, or this is literally the definition of beating a dead horse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or. This is what I, I really want to do. I want to go on uh, the the offensive here. Like, let's do it. Let's if we're going to do it, let's do it. It's like I'm talking about, uh, you know, Adam Schiff, uh, Diane Feinstein. Prove to me you're not a Russian spy. Prove to me. I want an investigation, yada, yada, yada. So I want to start like literally like let's look into every cultural hero on on the left. And look at the things that they said. Let's let's start. Let's seriously. Let's start burning Richard Pryor albums. Let's start doing it. He would. Oh he was God. very no way very profane. Come up today. There's no way. Say what? There is no way Richard no. Pryor could come up through the ranks of stand up today. Exactly. And I and I want I want uh, who was the president after uh, Kennedy? Uh, after Kennedy Johnson, Johnson, I want I want his name stricken from the record books. I've got him I've got him on tape throwing around the N word. I want his name off of every school. I don't want to see him on the History Channel. I don't know that he ever existed. And for that matter, let's look into the Kennedys. Uh, I think that Ted Kennedy was pretty cavalier in letting a girl uh, drown, and we can't do that. And, and the way that they treated women in the Me Too movement is beyond horrific. I want their name stricken. I don't want to see it on any public building. I don't want any more movies. I want him off the money. All of it. Like, literally, if we're going to play this game, let's go on the offense. I can't. Can you? Can you? Can you convince me that Abraham Lincoln never used the N word? I bet he did. We need to rip down that monument. I want yeah, him off the money. Republican. Well, uh, listen. <laughs> we'll keep him. Come have, on, let's, no, let's no, tear down that, our own. No, no, no. I'm I'm keenly aware of that. I'm keenly aware. Mm-hmm. But there's a big monument to him, and it offends me. So let's tear it down. George Washington, let's get rid of all of it. What are we doing? Like let's let's get let's get aggressive here. <clears throat> it's it's ridiculous. Like seriously, like who who I, I want to know, like like we gotta find out who who started this whole Kate Smith thing and, and like let, let's go after them. Um, if we don't, 
the way things are in England are in Europe, it's it's wonderful. It's like our little time machine. We can see what happens if we do nothing. We can see what happens. The experiment's going on. <clears throat> and and things aren't so rosy in England. No, and and I'll not. remind people, uh, you know, you can't buy a knife. You you, you cannot there's stores that just won't Thousands sell Thousands of anymore. European Jews are moving to Israel. Heck yeah. Because the anti-Semitism is so bad. And uh, really, I, I know I can, there's a there's a, a, a piece of me that, that can kind of uh, understand why uh, France doesn't want any more. Well, they, were, they were so quick to go into the Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, fire. They're like, oh, that, that was arson. Or that, it wasn't arson. No, that was, it was an accident. It was an accident. Like they were saying it like as the building was still going up. Like as the building was was still in flames. Uh, it was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, and this is like total oh, – I'm going to go total Alex Jones on you here. Uh, there's a, a piece of video and you guys can find it. I don't think YouTube has taken it down yet. I don't think Reddit has taken it down yet. Uh, there's you know surveillance cameras all over Paris. And there's a surveillance camera, and and the only reason I'm not shouting this from the the, the total rooftops is because I can't I can't find the timestamp on it. But man, there's someone you can see it with your own two eyes. There's someone wandering around on the roof of the Notre Dame Cathedral, and the scaffolding is up. So it's somewhat recently because the the work scaffolding is up, and you see a flash. You see a flash. Now, whether the, somebody had something metal in their hand and it was the sun reflecting or if it was the flash of the beginning of arson, it exists. And I would like to look into that. I would like to look into that. They're a little quick. And I can I can understand why, you know, listen, the yellow vest protests are still going on. There's a bunch of unhappy people protesting as we record this. Uh, Which also gets no coverage. None. None. Uh, Europe, England's trying to get out of, they're trying to do Brexit. Oh my gosh, we can't do that. We can't do that. It's, it's taxation without representation. Those people are frustrated. They're the, the PC culture of it there. You got people going to jail for posting jokes on YouTube. You, you can't use the word brainstorm. You're not allowed to clap what? at the university of Manchester. Did Say what? Use the word brainstorm. Yes, they they're they're discouraging it. Several universities have put forth this thing. They're trying to get rid of the word brainstorm Why? because it might be offensive to people with epilepsy. So oh you can get in trouble God. if you, yeah, it's they've outlawed uh, clapping at the University of Manchester. It might give people anxiety. The, the list just goes on and on. People are getting people are going to jail over over tweets. If you look at what if, – if, if this PC thing, if you don't uh, nip it, if you don't check it in as you see it and get, get rid of it, it, it leads to people going to jail. Like the First Amendment is super-duper important, you guys. And I will say this. Like I'm very – I even go on Fox News and I'm highly critical of the late-night crowd, highly critical. It's, it's not healthy. It's not good. I will give Jimmy Kimmel some props. Jimmy Kimmel is producing uh, – he's working with Norman Lear, and they're going to uh, produce uh, a couple old episodes of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. And they're going to show them on – they're going to recast it. They're going to film them again. I just want to know what scripts they're going to use. I just want to know. That's oh, no kidding. 
I'm sorry. Uh, no, no kidding. What what scripts yeah. are they going to use of All in the Family? Like everything Archie Bunker says is a no go. Exactly. So I mean, I'm going to give I'm going to give Jimmy Kimmel credit for for doing this. I was part of a uh, TV show. I was casting this thing a million years ago, uh, and then it went away, and then it came back in another form. But uh, I played. We would recreate old TV shows and we did a thing from the Jeffersons and I was the white neighbor and this other cast member was George Jefferson. And man, it was just, there was like 11 N bombs dropped by George Jefferson just in the, in the one scene. Mm -hmm. But it was a, it was hilariously funny and it was a a great thing to think about. And so I'll give, I'll I'll give uh, Jimmy Kimmel some props for even trying uh, to do that. Unfortunately, uh, today I have to do this. The WGA, whatever. I, well, I won't even go into that. It's no one's interested in that. The 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 the, the social justice people and the the Writers Guild of America is going through this big upheaval. And uh, if I don't fire my agent, if I don't fire my agent uh, by tomorrow by Easter, uh, I'm in big trouble. And what? There's a lot of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, it gets very complex. It, it gets very complex, but there's uh, like packaging deals. If, if a showrunner is say with represented by UTA and the show gets picked up and now he has to hire a writing staff, UTA says, Hey, uh, here's a bunch of writers to look at, maybe hire these guys. And so, uh, I guess the agency gets a packaging fee from the studio and then the the writers who are also with UTA they don't have to pay a 10% commission because the, there's money that's already changed hands. So this is the system that's been working in Hollywood for years and years and years and is one of the big sticking points. So uh the Writers Guild of America and this is just one among other things, but this is the one that I find to be the most obtuse. Uh if you don't fire your if you don't fire your agent by Sunday, uh, you're in big, big trouble and you don't stay in with a union and they're going to fight for your right to no longer be packaged by your agency. Ergo, you'll have to pay 10 percent. So we're 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 striking so that we can pay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, one and, of the other and things. Somebody thinks this is a good idea because. Well, because it it makes it fair. It makes it fair, right? If you don't have these big packages, then they'll have to look at more writers. And if you look at more writers, then it gives the other people a chance. And, I don't want to pay so, for your fare. I, I really, it's, it's, like, I don't uh, want to pay it's for nothing. your fare. It's too funny. I was doing, uh, I was doing stand up last night at the Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club, working on material. Uh, for some stuff, I'll tell you about it today. I'll tell you. We got five minutes left. I'll tell you about it today. So I'm 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 uh, in the green room down at uh, Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic, uh, and this this whole thing. Oh, what are you going to do about the WGA? And I'm like, well, I talked to my agent about it, uh, and I, this guy is a friend of mine. I've known this guy for well over fifteen years. We've we're friends and, and business associates, and he represents me, and he does a he does a really good job. And and we came to, after a long conversation the other day, 
uh, in the interest of of my career and continuing to work in Hollywood and yada yada that I'm going to have to let him go. Uh, so, but and then like literally, we have meetings on the books. I have I have I have, I have things that he's scheduled for me uh, to do next week. Uh, however, uh, I, I I stand with the union and and I don't. I guess I'm a coward and I but don't want to get you in don't big just trouble. Right. So can he still represent you for other things? Mm, this is what makes the gypsy smart. The <laughs> Shh, you figured it out. Okay. <laughs> Our secret. It's just us and everyone who listens to this podcast. Shh. That was crazy. I'm hearing weird. I'm hearing weird okay. beeps. Are you there? I think we're back. Yeah, no, it's a okay. poor connection and reconnecting. We've reconnected. That's good. We have reconnected, and I like the little tone. We've never got that tone before. Hopefully, our listeners could hear that. That was like a uh, you're in a you're in a submarine kind of a thing. So here's um, some more news. I'll 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 dangle this carrot uh, before next week. The the Loftus party as a stand up endeavor. Uh, is going to hit some comedy clubs, and it's going to be uh, political in nature. It will be uh, pro-conservative. Uh, It'll be uh, we're gonna. I'll, I'll be I'll be roasting the left. I'll be having some fun. I will know the exact uh, clubs that I'm going to be hitting, and who I'm going to be hitting them with. Uh, the deplorable show continues. We're gonna do some more theaters. They're they're working on that. However, uh, I'm like, let's get into the clubs. I want to get into the comedy clubs. So, uh, a select few cities. Because this was the thing uh, we would always get with uh, the deplorable show. You guys, booking theaters is not the easiest thing on on the planet. And then when you book a theater, uh, there's a great deal of expense and and ticket prices. It, it affects them. It affects everything. So we'll continue to do that. And we're going to announce more theaters and the deplorable show. And, and Terrence is on the mend. He's got like six more weeks of the neck brace, yada, yada. However, in the meantime, I'm going to go out uh, with uh, Brian Hayner and some other acts to be uh, named later. And we're going to have some fun. And we're going to do it at like an improv here and a funny bone there. And the great thing about it is you'll still get to, uh, you know, not feel bad about being a conservative or a libertarian or a small government person. We're still going to make fun of Nancy Pelosi and and the left and their idiots. And there's going to be songs and jokes and it's going to be awesome. However, it's going to be in a comedy club. The ticket price will be a little bit lower uh, and everybody can get their jam on. I think it's a phenomenal idea. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look for that announcement next week, and then holy smoke, uh, we just passed the uh, Indiana and Georgia and states like that. Oh, oh my goodness! Uh, We've I've already heard from uh, like uh, the comedy zones. I've already heard from a couple of improvs. I've already heard from a couple of funny bones. So now there's some logistics and some timing and some things to figure out. 
but yeah, like like in St. Louis, they're like, hey, like the the theater said, no, we you you cannot come here. However, uh, I'll take uh, the Loftest party into a little comedy club. Yeah, I want to hit Georgia. I want to hit Georgia. I want to hit Florida. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastico. It's gonna be fantastico. And just so you guys know, you wonderful uh, friends of of the podcast and the website. Uh, I'll say this again because it, it bears repeating. We're now we're we're now past uh, eight thousand uh, people who follow the Loftus Party on Facebook. That's phenomenal. It's like it, we're we're we're, get, we're we're biting off chunks of one hundreds now. It's it it tickles me to death when I get up and I look at Facebook and they're like a hundred people. You're like what in the heck? So. We're going to get that 10,000 mark. Then that gives us a uh, Facebook watch. Uh, YouTube is going insanely well. This show is going insanely well because you guys are sharing and you're jumping in and you're commenting and you're, you're, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful community we've got going and it's getting bigger. So, uh, have a great, uh, Passover. Have a great Easter. I hope you have good ones. It's, it, it'll be over by the time you get this. But you're all wonderful. You're fantastic. Oh, and a big shout-out. Thank you to our Patreons. I'll be giving you guys an update next week, too. It's all wonderful. It's all good news. I'm going to uh, post some pictures of decorated butt cheeks because I know that that's the gypsy's favorite thing in the world. So <laughs> I'll see you next week. Next week.